This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Rabotai, we are we are uh, continuing the series about the halachot and hanhagot of the Babasale. I think we are. Uh, this is maybe part four, part three, or part four. And I wanted to speak about today different hanhagot. Of Sfirata Omer and of Brit Milah. Hanagot of Sfirata Omer and of Brit Milah. And this is the difference when we talk about Sichatan Shel Talmide Chachamim, Hilimuda, the actual speech and the actual uh, practices of Talmide Chachamim, one could learn a lot from. This is what it is when we're learning this Sefer, that we see different Hanagot that you won't get in reading the Shulchan Aruch, necessarily. These are things that you notice how Chachamim act and their greatness. And Baba Saleh is, uh, was, was a, you know, people have the misconception that he was sitting all day giving Birachot, and that's when he was uh, a Baba, which is the name. And he, he, was far, he was far removed from that most of his life at the end of his life, he felt that he was like, I assume was doing chesed with a lot of other people, but we'll see. So something that he did, tried to distance himself up the rest of his life because he wanted to concentrate on other things. So first of all, the Mikubalim say that this time of Sfirata Omer between Pesach and Shavuot has great significance. It's Yemei Adin, it's times of judgment. And there is, in the, in the books of the Mikubalim, there's many kavanot. So because of that, the Svirata Omer by the Mikubalim take a long time. And, and the family of Baba Saleh was no different. It would take literally an hour of kavanot, brachot before and after. It was a long process. There was one time where, uh, where uh, people would come in. And they would uh, and they would and they would try to sit and get an audience and speak to, and speak to to, to Baba Saleh. and he uh, he would complain he would say you know it's not fair the Ben Ishchai was able to sit and learn all day and nobody bothered him and here people are bothering me all the time and he saw that people would come and do all you know they would so he just he sat he he closed himself on a room he said enough during the time of Sefirat Omer for sure he closed himself up. And he says, no visitors. No visitors. And the problem is when you do Sfirat Omer, sometimes you're a minyan, it can take a long, long time. And he knew there was a lot of people waiting. So sometimes where he had no choice, he would just finish the Brachas Sfirat Omer, he would sit down, he would look like he's sleeping, and he would finish all the Kavanot like that. He would finish all the Kavanot, that way he would, uh, he, he would, um, he would get to it. But, but there was a lot of times where, where, where he would pretend and, and, like, and just like make it that, you know, he's... Uh, He's sitting down, and and really because he didn't want to be bothered, he was uh, he he was distancing himself as much as he can from um, uh, from interruptions. So uh, <clears throat> there was, you know, there was one time where where he started saying the bracha of Svirata Omer, and Rabbi Machruf Abichzera was there. Rabbi Machruf Abichzera was a, was a family, and it was also a very big chacham. He was in the Bedin of Marrakesh for many years. And each one didn't want to say the bracha because the other one was there. <laughs> so, you know, each one didn't want to say the bracha because the other one was there. So, who's going to give the honor to the other? This was, um, I don't know. 
I don't know. And this this went on for uh, for many minutes actually, uh, until until each one says, "You're not going to make a bracha. I'm not going to make a bracha. So we'll take the chazan to make the bracha." And, and so then they say, "Okay, but the, he doesn't have all the kavanot that we do." He says, "Okay, but his uh, his kavana of, of 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 doing the proper berachot, his name was Rabbi Mesod Malul, will uh, will will take upon that. That'll be our our proper kavana." Okay, now. The uh, you know there was one time where where he he was um, he said you know I don't want people to bother me so much I, I'm just going to move to the old city where the Arabs are nobody's going to bother me now he was saying this when he was in Eretz Israel already and Eretz Israel wasn't uh, and and the and the and the Ira wasn't by the Jews yet it was before sixty seven so it's actually on sixty seven you're going to see so his son in law asked him I don't understand <laughs> it doesn't belong to us. Right now, so Baba Saleh said, uh, "Don't worry. Very soon, we're going to be able to go into the old city." Three weeks later, the old city was in our uh, was in our uh, domain. Who knew this? He knew this. We didn't. Okay, fine. Now, there's one sensitive topic. Yom Atzmaut is coming up. Now, Yom Atzmaut, everybody has their different opinions. Some people don't say Tahanun. Some people say Tahanun. Some people say Halel. Some people don't say Halel. There's others that say, I do what Ben-Gurion does. He did nothing, I do nothing. <laughs> so, so, so each one has their opinions. So the problem, what, how are you, you going to navigate? How are you going to navigate? And the most important thing is not to make a machloket. The most important thing is not to make a machloket. How did Baba Sali get away from this? Listen to this chokhmah. He didn't add anything. He didn't subtract anything in his tefillah. He said, Tachanun, he, he was... Uh, he, 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 that was his opinion that although he was very grateful obviously for what Hashem gave us but not to change anything in the tefillah and when they asked him so he answered like this and this is a, a beautiful tefillah that we should remember for, that, for your matzmot he said like this Kishem shizakinu lirod Hashem lirod just like Hashem uh, uh, was mizake us to see it in its physical form Hashem, we should we should recognize that it's not yet in the proper religious form that we need it. Hashem should be mezakes to see it in the religious form, in the in the ruchaniut form. Bebiat Mashiach Sitkenu. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't, that was the way that he that, that, that he said it. Often pashut, not not demeaning anyone, not giving criticism to anyone, in it, saying it in a beautiful way. Okay, now um, you know when when the six day war broke out, so. Baba Saleh was in his room for eight days. Even Baba Meir came to visit him. He he what he didn't go, he didn't go out. He was uh, he was busy doing his tikkunim tiken mashetiken. After Baba Meir was on the outside, and he ayuda uh, sit down, uh, even though he was on the outside, and and uh, he waited for uh, he waited he he asked him to come in. After eight days, they spoke for fifteen minutes, and that's it. And we know that. Um, that when only after we won everything that Baruch Hashem was successful in the Six Day War, we understand what he was doing in the in that room alone for all that time. Okay, so that's some of the uh, that's some of the interesting uh, uh, details of Sfirata Omer. Uh, there's there's um, uh, there's a few very interesting details that I wanted to share with you regarding Brit Mila and certain things that I didn't know. You know, there is a friend of mine who's working on a manuscript. In, that's found in the in the Hebrew University Library about the Pinkas Hamilot, which is a, a a notebook of all the milot 
that different Rabbanim in Morocco, from two, three hundred years, wrote which Brit Milah they did. They, they, they wrote down, I do this. Now, if you have a Moel that sometimes does two, three Brit Milah today, I don't think they write them down. I did this Milah today, I did that Milah today. But they used to do that in Morocco. They used to write it down. I never understood why. Baba Saleh was a Mohel for many years, a very, very um, popular and expert Mohel that would do a lot of Brit Milot in Morocco. And one day he stopped. He didn't do Brit Milah anymore. So when he got to us, he, he, nobody knew why. Nobody knew why. So in this, in this sefer, they suggest the following. There's a book called Malchera Banan. Al-Khira Banan was written by a hacham called Yosef Benaim, who's buried in the cemetery of Fez. He started around in the 1960s. He had a huge library. Library, most of it is in NYU now, actually, and uh, in New York. And Yosef uh, Benaim writes that there was a certain hacham from Fez, a great hacham called Rabbi Emmanuel Mansano. He writes over there that, that, that he has a, a ktav yad from Rabbi Shmuel ibn Denan, Megilat Yeladim Shemal, that he starts counting the number of children that he did Brit Milah. Why? Ya'an Shekibel Miskenim Veyeshishim, Shemi Shemal Kecheshbon Shemo, En Esh Shergehinam Sholetet Bo. Somebody who does Brit Milah on children, the number amount of the gematria of his name will not have the Esh of Gehinam uh, uh, come upon him at all. So if you take into account the gematria of the name Yisrael Abichsira, that's a lot. That's, uh, we're talking about 510 five plus 31, 541, 542, 543, 44, 54, 54 plus 8, 554 plus 8 is 562 plus 90. Adam was at 562 plus 90. We're talking about 650, uh, 640, 650, another 2, 600 and uh, 800, 851 children. When he got the 851 children, he stopped doing Brit Milah. So it depends. If you have a name with a lot of Resh and Sheen and Taf, you're finished. You got to do, do, do a lot of Brit Milot. You got to do a lot of Brit Milot. All right. <laughs> if you got a short name that doesn't have, you know, like, then it'll be much better. So your parents gave you three names, you're finished. You're finished. So... So that I, I so it could be that that's why he stopped doing Brit Milah at that time. So they suggest over here because yeah because of the because of the, this is Hashem Sheli not Milim Mordechai Akiva Arye. Oh yeah yeah, and there's Rish and there's Rish and a lot of them. Huh? That's two hundred right there. The Zohar says also that Abraham Avinu is at the gate. Right. For seven, so anybody who does that, he doesn't need Abraham's help anymore. He just goes straight. Yeah. Okay. So that was that, that. That was that was why he stopped. Maybe why he stopped doing Brit Milah. Another thing that he was very careful in. I'll skip because I don't want to spend too much time on this. Is that he, whenever he was asked to be Chazan, he uh, uh, Sandak, he would give. A nice amount of money to the father. Sometimes he would pay them for the whole meal. Now there was also a talmid chacham that would accept sandakaut, if, in other words, and he wasn't able to pay. And and Baba Saleh gave the talmid chacham money so that he should pay to be sandak. In other words, when a sandak is is honored to be sandak, there's an inyan that he should give money, that he should give money. Now why is that? 
So he brings on the bottom the Sefer Ginzea Melech of Rabbi Yaakov Abichsela that writes in Tikkun Chavchet, Tikkun Chavchet of Brit Mila. There's a tikkun in the brit for a person to be a sandak. It rectifies the avera of the brit. And somebody, he says, what part of that tikkun is mechabeb brit kodesh vekone oto bedamim yikarim. You will pay for it with a lot of money and that helps you to have a kapara on the brit. We know that Rav Chaim Kanievsky goes out of his way, goes very far, anybody, very, very careful on his time. But anybody who asks him to go to Mila, he'll travel here, travel there. Not anymore, but it used to be that way. Uh, as a matter of fact, my brother-in-law had a Brit Mila right by Reb Chaim Kanievsky. The day afterwards, they said he was, uh, he was positive for Corona. That time, my brother-in-law's Brit was the last one. wasn't his fault. It was behind the... Behind the uh, Behind the, they had a whole glass situation over there, but it, it was mamash. Uh, he was careful never, never to leave Rebbeim Kanyanski, and 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 for Brit Milah he would go. And that's how his father was as well. And it seems there's a big Indian when you're sandak, it's miktaken the Brit Milah, and the Yadua Deli and Avisa Chortov Enu Balad Milah Atchin Vakesh Makadzrol Shimchole Kol Avdim Brit Ubifrad Minafrad Le Sandak Anoten Damim. So he says it's known that Eliyahu Navi goes to every Brit, and he's mochel, and he gives a mechila to everyone who's at the Brit, and especially, 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 he writes, doesn't write only especially, he says, especially, especially the sandak. <laughs> so that's why you see that people run to be sandak, it's obviously a big zichut to be a sandak, uh, um, uh, because of that. And, and, uh, and therefore, but, and another, another thing that I'll end off with, is that he was very careful that the Brit Milah he would do in his own, in a house. He says, because Eliyahu Nabi comes to the house, he told, oh, he's not home, you have to go to the synagogue. That's, you're bothering Eliyahu Nabi, he comes to the house. So also that was interesting, that he would do Brit Milah at home. There's more to say, but that's enough for today. Everybody should have a Yom Tov. Hazeku Baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.